Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about dreams. So be thinking of some dreams you'd like to have interpreted, because we will be taking calls uh, shortly after uh, our little intro and uh, yeah, some and, out, uh, outlining of uh, dreams. Part of the study of Mayan is called the dream spell, in fact. Mm -hmm. And uh, today in Mayan is? 11 Imix, and Imix is the first tribe. It's a tribe of birth. And the tone 11 is a day of manifestation. So it's a double birth day. Not only is the guide tribe Imix, but it is Imix, and it's a tone of liberation. So, what did you birth today? If you wish to call in and tell us what you birthed, we'd be very happy to listen and probably comment upon it. Mm -hmm. The key is translated, I dissolve in order to nurture, releasing being. I seal the input of birth with the spectral tone of liberation. Mm -hmm. I'm guided by my own power doubled. You know what? That's a great affirmation just to have every day, is say, I'm guided by my own power doubled. Just say it, saying it out loud. It implies that you have power and you're guided by your power, mm -hmm. um, and it's doubled. Well, that's yeah. great. Well, tonight being the topic of dreams, as everybody knows, it's one of my very favorite subjects in all the universe. So many things can be found within your dreams. And uh, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, outlining of the structure of dreams so that when you call in tonight for us to do a dream interpretation, you can look at the overall dream and break it into segments, which we call change points. In real, this reality, it's not really the real one, uh, but the reality that we're familiar with, a change point is any decision you make to go do something else. If you're sitting on the couch and you make that decision to get up and walk into the kitchen, that's a change point. Well, in the dream time, we don't have to go through the mechanism from one point to the other, like getting up and walking there, that if we make a decision in a dream, we end up magically in the next place because we don't have to locomote ourselves in quite the same way. So while we're doing interpretations tonight, I would suggest for people to find a segment of a dream uh, as in, oh, I was walking down the street and I encountered a cute squirrel. Then the next thing I know, I'm at a laundromat. Well, the segment that you're walking down the street and encounter the cute squirrel, that would be uh, called a change point. And the reason for that in this formatting of the show, it can get pretty involved because dreams are and can be extremely elaborate and complex. But we can still get a lot out of each segment. So... Everyone... Uh, talks a lot about wanting to get over their blocks, wanting to have breakthroughs. And you do that about a third of the time. When you are in dream time, you have all of these powers relentlessly. Uh, simply changing your mind in your dream changes the reality of the dream. Mm -hmm. And that is actually true in 3D. Absolutely. But it moves a little slower <clears throat> uh, because the atoms here move a little slower. We've talked many times about the um, dimensions being divided by a Dewey Decimal System, people that are 2.9, people that are 3.1. Uh, most of us, when we're in our dream time, are fourth dimensional, 4.1, 4.3. In other words, it's just said, if you're 2.9 and you're dreaming, you might be dreaming in 3.5. You're very advanced in your dreaming. Mm 
and you have a set of abilities that you don't have in 3D. I remember one time I've, in a dream I found a crystal bowl, B-O-W-L, and as long as I was ringing this, I could levitate objects. The tone from this bowl... I think that can happen in 3D reality, too. Yeah, the tone from this bowl <laughs> allowed this to happen. And then when I stopped ringing the bowl, all of the objects would drop. And then I would ring again. And I could pick up a lot of different objects, not just one. And so I did this all night in this one particular dream. Wow, that's really profound. Well, I know um, you are exactly right that we create our reality in physical reality and we create our reality in dream time. And in dream time, it's very visible because it happens very quickly. Mm -hmm. I, in, in, in a dream, I had come outside and was walking to my car and I had a fear that it was vandalized or... I don't know, I just had a fear. Yeah, and immediately, the car was jacked up on cinder blocks, the wheels gone, all dented up, scraped up. And I said, no, I don't choose to have that happen. And I immediately visualized my car being brand new, and it, and it became brand new. And I was shown how it is that we do create in the dream time, uh, consciously as well as subconsciously. And it's a we're really... Well, maybe super consciously in the dream time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Freud had originally uh, probably been one of the first in the Western culture to identify dreams and to discuss them. And he believed that dreams were a product of repressed drives, emotions, and various things that we did not act upon during the day. And that's why a lot of your dream journal, uh, I'm sorry, your dream dictionaries and your dream interpretation books have a lot of those kind of interpretations with symbolism, uh, either having to do with repressed sexual desires or repressed angers and things like that. And when he was working with, uh, Carl Jung was a student, and he coined the term the collective consciousness, saying that it's not just in our repressed drives, that we are interconnected with all of consciousness when we go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And we definitely are, and, and it goes well beyond that. We're connected with other dimensional uh, planes. We're connected with people that live in the dimension of what we call the spirit life or the spirit world. And w it really is a portal to go in many, many, many different dimensions. There's all kinds of layers to dreams. Well, the mind does some amazing things while we are asleep. Uh, the mind uh, will give you information that you don't have, that mm -hmm. you've never read a book on or heard of, uh, delivered to you, and the mind is fascinated by the use of symbolism in the dream time. Mm -hmm. And so, and puns also, I have to admit, it's just full of puns. Uh, one of the um, waking dreams occurs in the Matrix where the agent is pulling Neo's leg, literally. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the, one of the, the fight scene in the subway where he's just beginning to discover his abilities and the agent was pulling his leg that he was in any way powerless. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, we actually had a, a person come to a dream class one time that was dreaming of someone pulling them by the leg yeah. because dreams can be both literal and symbolic. I had a dream one time I was teaching a workshop or I was getting ready to, and I was concerned that I didn't have a, I wasn't prepared, I didn't have all my materials or something. Mm -hmm. And I kept sitting down, and, and on a paper plate was a white piece of cake with white icing, and it kept 
sliding into my clothing and I'd clean it off and throw that away and then I would sit somewhere else and the, and the same piece of cake would be right there. And it wasn't until I wrote the dream out and read it out loud that I realized it was telling me it's a piece of cake. There are lots of things you can do to consciously participate in your dreams. You can get so much information. It's you talking to you. In the the Talmud, it says a dream uh, not interpreted is like a letter not read. And it's so true. It's really important to pay attention to your dreams. And I really highly suggest getting a dream journal. There are lots of different techniques to, to assist you to remember your dreams or to document your dreams. But I have found that even when I use a tape recorder, I still have to write it out to use a lot of the techniques that I know of. So why not just write it off, uh, off the bat when you wake up in the morning? And I found that when I started keeping a dream journal regularly, I, I stopped remembering my dreams because some part of me didn't want to have to write down all my dreams. Mm-hmm. So I made myself write in the journal every day and then the dreams started coming very... Increased flow, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing that is spoken is that your dream cannot be experienced until you tell someone else your dream, mm. which is the service we're offering here in this program this evening. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, probability of telling someone else your dream. Yeah. And uh, people all over the world will get information and be assisted by your dream. Oh, yes. Is it remarkable the way we are collective in that particular way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I am in the midst of um, recording uh, and putting, posting on the, the university site two dreams, the introduction to dreams, personal symbology, and then dream interpretation, and both of those are, are full 40-hour courses um, mm-hmm. with uh, exercises and assignments and everything. And I tell you, I could do a part three, and I will be, of dreaming power, lucid dreaming, and and using Mm -hmm. that. It literally is like a manual that teaches you how to travel in other dimensional realities. Even this reality has multiple dimensions. We can be riding in the car, thinking about work. We can think about a conversation we had yesterday, judging our performance about this or that. All in, all of us, I mean, us scattered in all these different dimensional realities, when you go into the dream time, there are many of them. So I thought we could maybe give some suggestions on ways for people to remember their dreams. I personally feel we don't fall asleep and wake up, that we ascend asleep and fall awake, and that the alarm clock shatters us out of that ascension. That's why it feels often like you're falling when you wake up abruptly and there is the hourglass tick 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 <laughs> the sands of the hourglass and mr sandman yeah, it's bird's eye maple mm-hmm. it's a lovely piece i love hourglasses mm-hmm. and that's going to be my new way of doing any time tracking is through hourglasses i suggest the same to you. They're very quiet. technology yeah and and you can maybe train yourself to wake up as you hear the last piece of sand fall wouldn't that be interesting Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot. Uh, that oh, we have, oh, we have our first call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, it's Jeff. Hey, yeah. Jeff. 
Hey. All right. Hey. Hey, you know, it's funny. I had a, a really intense dream last week, the most intense dream of my life. And I was waiting to share it with you after the show tonight. But being that that's the topic, I thought. Well, how perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's a really strange dream. It was actually um, part two of a dream I had. I never had that happen before. I had a dream a few weeks ago, and then I had part two about a week ago. Wow. So that was kind of strange. Very interesting. The mm -hmm. first part, let me run through that real quick. Um, I was ushered into a room by some entities. I couldn't really see them, but I could sense them. They took me into this empty room, and I'm standing in the uh, threshold of the doorway on the right edge. Now I'm looking into the room, and it's all empty now, and I see there's no entities or anything in there. And out of the corner of my eye, I can notice a lot of people behind me trying to look into the room, and they're just seeing into the large empty room. But from the right corner of the threshold, I can see another smaller room on the left, like a small closet. And on it, there was a shelf. And on the shelf, there was like a stone or concrete box. And I looked at the box, and I realized right away, you know, oh, Jesus is in this box. And then I got the Buddha and all spirituality and then all people and the whole universe just suddenly flowed into it like a black hole just came up and sucked everything into it. And it's in this box. And uh, that was the first part. I woke up thinking, well, how could Jesus sit in a two-foot box? <laughs> you know, something mm -hmm. ridiculous like that. But that was the end of it. And then, well, okay. well, real quick, let's, let's just uh, make a few comments about that. And I, I remember that might have been one you've mentioned before because I was getting that the concrete block or box was putting your spirituality down into something concrete. And it was off to the left, a small room, which meant... Uh, in your right brain, right, con uh, in your in your more intuitive side is where you're making an access portal to this knowledge, grounding it into 3D. Okay, now let's say part two. Okay, part two. Um, I'm actually looking in the box, although there is no box or closet or room or entities or anything. In fact, in hindsight, I didn't even have a body. I'm just looking at this object, and the object looked a lot like a bar of gold that you would see at like Fort Knox, mm -hmm. except for instead of being um, like six-sided rectangle, it had tapered edges, so it was like eight-sided, but it looked like a, a bar of gold. And um, as I looked at it, I realized it wasn't solid. It was just pure, immense, intense energy. And as I looked into it again, it was sort of like flowing into it, um, but it was all the same color gold, but I could see swirls and things as I'm flowing into it. And then suddenly I just snap out of it and I'm looking at it from about three feet away, and I realize I'm actually being projected from it in the form of uh, like a thought. I'm being thought from that energy bar into existence. Mm -hmm. And then I realize all of us are, the whole planet, the universe, we're all just thought energy in a physical dimension. Yes. And it was, uh, you know, I just got it. You know, we're, thought, we're that thought energy. So on one hand, we don't exist, but on the other hand, we're eternal, you know. Yeah, that's really profound. Um, it was interesting that it was like an eight-sided thing, because eights are infinity. That's the, the source of the infinite. And um, it reminds me of a future life that I had gone with somebody else when you were taking everyone back and this one person was having difficulty getting a vision that day or something so I went into the meditation with her and I saw reality and I, and I also got this information at the serpent mound that it really is a projection 
like a, a holographic projection and that's what makes reality look the way it does and that is confirming that 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 we are that in this reality we are a projection of a consciousness that it's not the source here but that we are part of the source yeah the uh, Jeff a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this dream I mentioned the idea that um, uh, the monolith uh, in the movie 2001, mm -hmm. uh, that huge black box, and the guy went around behind it and said, oh my God, there's stars in there. And that uh, this particular piece of space that our sun is floating in our solar system and a couple of solar systems around it are all inside of a box that's sort of quarantined uh, to keep us from separate from what's actually going on. There never is anything as danger. There is nothing that is unsafe. But it's like a nursery, so to speak, for the growth of the human race. So this all makes a lot of sense. And when they were building the UN, a dog, Dag Hammarskjöld uh, chose uh, out of 400 or something, I forget the exact quote, chose an enormous black piece of, I believe, granite to be a um, centerpiece in, uh, not League of Nations, I'm behind, <laughs> uh, whatever the new... UN? UN, there we go, United Nations. The UN. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, symbolize this in a very deep way, so that's another method of looking at it. And the holographic projection of reality and that's what this upgrade of consciousness is. Beings living in the fifth dimension are capable of modifying the projection in an instant. And then uh, reality objects go into and leave existence since we are in a physical body confined to third, no question. But in our dream time, it are fourth and sometimes even further than that uh, and that you can modify your reality from your dream time by changing things. You know, you can go to bed completely angry at a situation and wake up it and that was a hundred years ago. Well, our dream time really is how we detox body, mind, mm -hmm. physics, uh, body, mind, spirit, emotions, yeah. mind, everything. Um, and if we do not get enough sleep, we can die from that. So you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. I think that was a very powerful dream, Jeff, and it illustrates the fact that our dream time is, as Neville was saying, it's a, an opportunity to, to make decisions and to change our reality because we dream first and then, then it becomes into the physical. But it it's also shows that we get our teaching and our learning through our dreams, and I have very much gotten so many things through dreams and when you said usher and threshold for some reason those words popped out when you were speaking them mm -hmm. and you can you can find the words that have a charge when you hear them in your dream and pull them out you can make sentences of meaning out of them and i feel on one hand it's showing you th the fact that it was gold and, and looked like gold and that really is a commodity in our in our reality now on physical plane rather than the dollar it's saying that there's an infinite supply of whatever this wealth is that everybody feels there's such a finite amount of and that we have to panic and scramble and and do what we can to to 
wrench it out of other people's hands and it's giving you the source of endlessness and being ushered and through a threshold I feel like there's something really profound that's getting ready to unfold for you and your guides your teachers your higher self are showing up in your dreams to raise your frequency within the dream then when you wake up when it, our frequency is raised we attract those higher frequency things to us as a matter of fact sometimes we can have nightmares just to change the chemistry in our body so that uh, we heal certain body conditions too mm -hmm. yeah well thank you so much okay well hey yeah. if I get a part three I'll call you all back <laughs> sounds great that sounds great okay. Okay, now. thank you call us back yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, maybe if you come to the Ruby Tuesdays tonight, we can talk further about it because there's a lot to it. Yeah. There's always teaching in our dreams and, um, you know, different systems of dream interpretation separate the dreams into different types of categories. Mm -hmm. As in, uh, from, from the universe as a happy dream, as a, as a detox dream. Now, personally, I think they're all very, very valuable. But there are those ones that are so deeply spiritual that are more vivid than this reality. And those are the ones that's really important to write them down. Okay, we have another yeah. call. Oh, good. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. Hi, it's Nancy. Hey, Nancy. Nancy. Hi. Hi. Um, this past year, I've been having the same dream over and over. And it's that I'm back in college, and it's almost uh, the end of the semester, and I realize that there's a class that I was signed up for that I hadn't attended. And I look at, um, the dream basically consists of me being confronted with this and I'm looking at the syllabus and seeing all the books that, I'm, that I should have read and all the papers I was supposed to write and there's just no way that I'd be able to get it done in like the next 10 days. Wow. So now, now when do you, you said that's a recurring dream? It, lately it has been for me like this past year. Oh, okay. Um, and what what does the number ten mean to you in ten days? Well, um, it's, I guess I'm just making up that that number. Actually, that's okay. That's I, okay. I can tell it feels like the semester is right around the corner, and it's more about failure. And there's no way mm -hmm. I can get it done, and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And that basically, like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the reason I say the ten. And it doesn't matter if it's something you came up with right now, um, as there are a lot of exercises we have done in the dream class, so it shows you, you it doesn't have to literally come from that dream. But a 10 is always equated, at least in our current society, as being perfect somehow in our looks, our appearances, or whatever. And so if we look at the number 10 as being some external yardstick measurement that you think that you have to produce and live up to, that would, um, maybe that is the, the feeling that the 10 days to do this, this test or, or to take this class might be representing, is not being able to measure up in somebody else's eyes. And, um, okay, go ahead. I, uh, well, there's, uh, first I want to say that this is a common dream. I've had it, uh, if we could somehow take a survey of the entire human race. Uh, just about everybody has this dream. And it is because of the amount of processing that we're expected to do in life. And uh, we have um, events that reoccur. Um, and 
that is because we have to have the same experience again and again and again before we can take that experience and translate it into wisdom and then the wisdom into evolution. So it's quite a bit. So everybody's back in school. I, I dreamt that I went all the way through high school again from freshman to senior and the day before graduation I realized that I had already done all of this. Only in the dream I took the more advanced classes mm -hmm. than I did when I was in the reality of high school. And that's because there was simply more for me to have learned from the high school experience. Absolutely. And the same thing with any of mm -hmm. the schooling. So the yeah. idea of um, running it through again, this is to keep you from having to do this in 3D. In other words, if we choose a particular experience to have, step on someone's foot, and then we choose to have our foot stepped on, and this goes on through many, many lifetimes, and the evolution is merely to say, excuse me, that's yeah. it. That's the evolved response. Yeah, well, I, that's definitely a very yeah. good point. And I think the fact that um, it's talking about the just using the metaphor of the 10 days and that um, it's some kind of external measurement, class being over or the semester being over and I just found out I didn't take that class. It's to stop judging yourself and expecting perfection all the time we will communicate with ourselves through our dreams and I gotta say it's epidemic in this country and in the world in general but particularly our, our culture that if we do not live up to some perfection we it, it's an all-or-nothing type of a judgment mm -hmm. there, there's just no nothing on the other side of that there's no uh, there's no room for not doing it and so what I would do is go back and lie down after you've had that dream and say it's okay that I don't take that class that I can still love and respect myself and mm, see good. that I am perfect even though I did not take that class and mm -hmm. it's in a form of dream alchemy or redreaming and and you can let that happen and that will help you energetically in your life where there that is the uh, dream counterpart to you know the mm -hmm. events that are going on in, in life yeah, Nancy, yeah. Well, this, was, uh, yeah, this was an excellent dream. Please call the show again. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, you can always mm -hmm. go back and dream that you took the class and did the assignments. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dream I got an A. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had the actual experience dream of you get your uh, diploma. <laughs> not having attended uh, more than... I went to the first class and the last class, and this was an art school. Art school is extremely easy. <laughs> and when artists. I went into the last class, and the guy goes, who are you? And I go, well, I was here in the first class. And that first class, you said that you didn't care if I attended all the classes or not, so long as you could see improvement in my work. So I came into the last class with two paintings. This one earlier, this one later. I said, do you see improvement? And he said yes, and gave me a B for the class interestingly enough but as I said art school is extremely easy mm. wow yeah well very good thank you guys so much thank you oh yeah thank, thank you. you yeah give and, us another call also, we love this sort of thing there's also this idea that that there's something out there to learn and if we don't get it that there's some horrible thing that's going to befall us when in actuality there n we never run out of things to learn 
and it's exciting and fun. And mm -hmm. if we look at it as projects and, and things to play with, then there's not that beating ourselves up either. Well, education is what all experiences have in common. So words like test, which are words designed to shut us down, have no real authority. Mm -hmm. It's just for education. Yeah. And repeating the same experience again and again uh, just indicates that you're in the process of changing the experience into knowledge, the knowledge into wisdom, and the wisdom into evolution. And once we think that way, we can be very forgiving to ourselves yeah. because we choose every experience for the potential of wisdom and the eventual distillation of evolution yeah. that everything is. Mm -hmm. And we're just all in progress, all in process. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference where anyone is. And so it's either funny or sympathetic when someone is uh, flipping you off in traffic, that's their experience, they're choosing that. Well, that's a funny Why one. That's sort of cheating <clears throat> to say that one. There is an infinite amount of freedom when you don't have to get involved mm -hmm. emotionally with these certain events. And, mm -hmm. and if you do get involved, don't be upset about it. Just let go of that, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because our dream time really does detox a lot of our emotional issues um, through the day. So it's good to take care of those as much as you can consciously and then save the dream time for some really deep exploration. We have and another we have call? our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Neville. Hi, Mary. It's Debbie from Hamilton, Ontario. Hey, well, hello, Debbie. Debbie. All right. Nice to hear from you. How are you? Great. How better are you? Better. Not too bad, thanks. Um, mm -hmm. This is a really interesting show. Um, I actually have been thinking about this for a while. I do not remember any dreams at all, and I've been trying to remember. Um, the question I do have, and you may not be able to answer me, but I had a stroke 20 years ago, which I lost my short-term memory, and I'm wondering if that had anything to do with why I don't remember any dreams at all. I sleep great. Like, I, I, I meditate every night. I actually um, have audio. I sleep awesome. I don't remember anything. Mm. Well, technically, you did not lose your memory. You just process it differently than the rest of us do. Your experiences are logged in you. There is no question on that subject. Now, you chose to do it in a circuitous route. You, cho you have that experience. You have uh, what will, as we've just been saying, uh, becoming the knowledge, becoming the wisdom, becoming the evolution. That's going on. So maybe there is another place that you can reinitialize your acquaintance with your short-term memory. Uh, shall I say hi, you've called into <laughs> telepathic TV. You already know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, there is more than likely another route. The, the universe, the brain, is nothing but backup systems. Well, let's say, for instance, that there was some kind of a, a condition that, that happened within the brain that you don't visually remember um, in the form of the movie that we normally would think of when we remember a dream, as in, oh, I remembered the colors and what I did. 
But there is also a feeling and hearing and all kinds of other senses that we use when we remember dreams and recall dreams. And I agree, they're sitting there, but the connector to it may not be there in quite the same way. So find new connectors. So what I would suggest is getting a dream journal and colored pencils and draw your dream. And I'm not talking about objects, but just say, okay, I feel the feeling of red. I feel the emotion of happy when I woke up. I, I kind of sense a number nine or whatever comes to you. And maybe it might take a number of times doing that, but that could be a way to access them and pull them back through. Uh, just you know what? The, the only feeling I have when I wake up um, is that I don't want to wake up <laughs> like, like that. I, I'm liking where I was. Um, I'm just having a, a like, and I'm not, well, I don't want to blame it on my stroke from 20 years ago because mm-hmm. I do believe my memory's better. It's just, um, but I don't, I seriously don't. Well, I, I would dream. say uh, remembering your dreams isn't even, imp- isn't even necessary to get the benefit from it. I'd like to introduce um, a concept. There's a more in the uh, in-depth dreaming class of uh, creating and making dreams in physical reality, but we also get the same kind of knowledge through our everyday experience. Um, We get the same subconscious or um, symbolic talking to us in our waking life as well, and perhaps that's where your higher self and you have designed for you to find that information. Earlier I was talking uh, with a, a wonderful lady that is the training director here at the studio and and she was talking about in in the Muslim belief uh, dream interpretation that um, Muhammad had gone to a cave when people were pursuing him and he hid in the cave and God created a um, network of spider webs in front so that he wasn't seen and they couldn't get to him so in dreams spider webs mean protection well, you could look at the spider webs in your life and look for the symbolic meaning there. You don't have to look into your dreams, and it shows up all the time. One time I was walking along the beach, and in the rune symbols there's a thing that looks like an X, and what it means is a gift. It's a gift from all that is. And I was walking, there was nothing else on the beach but two feathers laying like that right in front of where I was walking. So. Start using I have stuff some like that happen to me all the time. Yes, that, that's, a, that's, that's why the stroke affected that because everything's perfect, and so you're to be getting your information in this reality. And I have been such a soul searcher, is what I mm-hmm. call myself, for the last twenty years. Like that, that's I'm. It's like I, I've called in before. It's almost like an obsession with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really studying ancient everything now. The 2012 is coming on <laughs> big time for me, but um, yeah. I'm wondering if it's it could the dreaming part be a blockage, like like I've put. Well, I I would say it is. It could be a, a block sh- certainly, but then we would ask, well, since everything's perfect, why am I blocking that? And that's what would be my. Um, 
take on it was that you were blocking it from the dream reality so that you could focus in this reality. And I really do sense you've had a lot of lifetimes where you did study spirituality and most of your focus was in those realms. And so this lifetime you decided to create circumstances that forced you to focus in the moment and to focus into in this now, in this reality's connection to the all that is as it manifests on the physical dimension. It's oh, thank interesting. you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting word, block. In Hollywood, when you say block out that scene, what they mean is to um, get everybody to know where they're supposed to be in the scene. Uh, our cameras are at very specific locations at the beginning of the show, so they are blocked into... So block actually means a coordination of events. And I believe... Uh, Everybody that talks about their blockages is in reality yeah, that's talking very good. about the coordination of I their like life's map. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And along the lines of what you were saying just a few moments ago, uh, how about every morning you wake up and you write down just one word, whatever word comes into your mind, I don't care what word. Yeah, that's what so yeah, so mm -hmm. say it's sympathy or say it's apathy, I don't care. Okay. I, I, I could do that. I could do yeah. that. And or even do it. Takes you. Yeah, definitely do that and, and do the color and the feelings mm -hmm. and, and also, things like that. Yeah. Um, but what I would also suggest is write in your dream journal at the end of your day about what are some of the experiences. If that day had been a dream, what would some of the most unusual symbols have happened? Mm -hmm. Like I saw a rainbow uh, out the left side of my car window. Okay, le rainbow left side of the car window, and interpret it just as you would a dream. A lot of our personal exploration and counseling is interpreting reality mm -hmm. the very same way we interpret dreams. That's why it's so vital to understand your own personal symbolism, because that is how our higher self speaks to us. And a picture is worth a thousand words, mm -hmm. but a symbol is worth a million words or a billion words. I had uh, almost a vision say. during this if our reality were say a wall okay made of bricks and on the side of it when we're awake that's the experience of whatever that was you know right there on that brick that was my day that was a brick in my day and if you pulled that brick out and looked at the other side of it it would be the dream version of the same thing and there's a point in consciousness where you can uh, change reality by consciously dreaming, being awake in 3D, but still having that authority you have in the dimension that dreaming occurs in. Mm -hmm. So that reality and dreaming become interchangeable at a certain point in this growth well, that we're experiencing. It's really important. So I'm going to be walking around in this dreamland now or something, like I'll never know what's like, it, th that's been a big thing lately is like even time has been like really slow or it's been really fast. Well, you see, we that's, uh, yeah, that's why we got the hourglass tonight. The, the thing is, and, and that's really a good topic about time speeding up. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody had written um, about that to say, talk about that subject. And then I pulled a card that was talking of accelerated time. The thing is, is time is such an illusionary type of thing. When we mapped, okay, in the old days, you would map a distance by how, like, it, it, 20 miles, there's, s towns would spring up about every 20 miles from, each, uh, 
from another town because that took about 20 miles in a day. I mean, you could mm -hmm. travel about 20 miles in a day. So that was your map of distance was time, mm -hmm. the time it took you to get there. Well, that is a really real and tangible thing. But now with the internet and I don't even have to voice fast all cars. those different things and fast cars and, and various things like that, we cover far more ground in the same amount of time. So more things within that, one, living from the perspective of 20 miles in between cities to our, our day trip now is 5,000 miles in between, let's say, mm -hmm. then it, we've got a lot more packed into that one day just in space and distance alone. And so you can see how just on a physics level, time literally is speeding up because we have piled more things into it. That's why to get your time to slow down and to fully experience this earth reality as if it were 500 years, it is not to spread your day over distance but stay right in the moment. And then the infinite now is what you experience all the time. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the lessons of the acceleration, I feel, is to pull us back into simplicity and in the moment. I've actually been trying to practice that. I've actually been saying a little prayer at the beginning of my day saying, please let this day last a long, long time, right? Just yeah. so I could get some well, more stuff done. Well, you know the days that you get a lot of different experiences in there, like you might get up early and go down and see the cherry blossoms and then go have lunch and then visit a friend, and you think back on that day and you were fully present for each of those activities. It's yeah. not that you did a lot that day, but that you were fully present. And it seemed like the day lasted so long, but if you cram it filled with uh, errands and work and all that, you get home, you're exhausted, and the day went by in a snap of a finger and you don't even remember it anymore. We have to, uh, we don't have to, but we may choose to look at each moment as a new moment, even if it's the same ride to work, even if it's the same food we ate yesterday, it's mm -hmm. literally a different food. It's a different moment, a different experience it. with each person, too. Yeah. I love you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, like, happy holidays. I'm sorry mm -hmm. for taking up so much time. No. Is it possible to get a reading, Mary? Uh, uh, yeah, after yeah. the duck, yeah. I'll, I'll pull some cards. Awesome. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank now, you very much. I'm love you guys. Bye-bye. I'm very curious about Ontario, uh, since you're still watching. I'm curious about Ontario. Send us uh, some information about that. I'm just quite fascinated by the idea. Yeah, maybe we'll mm -hmm. go there. Mm -hmm. Yes, as we a matter of fact, that. if you are watching from a different location other than the D.C. area and you'd like mm -hmm. Neville and I to come out and visit and do a class or whatever, we'd be most happy to. Yeah, we're going to put um, together a may map. I, may I uh, speak? That? Yes, sure. that would be great. I, I am asking the audience members a request here. Uh, my brother is very, very ill. Number one, I'd like you to um, send energy his way. That would be lovely and, and ease his pain. But number two is if anybody knows of a system, like a, a van that can take people in wheelchairs to appointments that doesn't cost thousands of dollars every month, if you know of a community service like that, or if anybody has a van that has one of the lifts um, that's looking to rent it or something, if you could just contact me at telepathictv at yahoo.com, I'd be most grateful. Mm -hmm. And a gig? And Neville is, look, is uh, open and available to do palm readings on uh, uh, New Year's New Eve, Year's. Mm -hmm. if anybody's interested. Okay, Wrong and party. I believe it's our mm -hmm. duck. Time for duck. Time for the duck. Do, 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 do. 
All right, there we go. Okay. Dangling all the way from South Dakota. <laughs> That's oh, quite a reach you've got this there. This is interesting. I pulled the card timing, and one of the greatest affirmations I ever gave to myself was my timing is always perfect, and it got me out of the mode of hurry and missing um, classes and various things like that. I believe you got uh, vision. Guidance. No, same thing. Mm -hmm. Just from different. Mm -hmm. Guidance. Guidance. That's guidance. the dance. The, guide. the guys that dance. The guides that dance. Yeah, mm. absolutely. That's great. It's an interesting People. dance. Yeah. Okay, well, shall I pull some cards for sure. Ontario mm -hmm. friend okay. real quick before we start getting other calls? Okay. First card we get is restraint. And what is really funny is when I tell people, or when I'm explaining how to put your boundaries up and not a, a hard fixed border where you have to hire policemen to keep everybody out, but that you just radiate who you are and that keeps, that keeps the, the boundaries intact. And so what it's saying is that there might be some um, feelings of having to willfully do things and it's saying to let them go away and dissolve on their own and you become who you really are. And, and the whole idea of conflict, when we have that inner conflict that when we think we're supposed to be somewhere and that we're not, just like that first caller's dream about being in school or the second caller's dream about mm -hmm. being in school, the conflict always exists within so let go of your inner inner conflicts. And this, the sacrifice, when I was looking at this card earlier, I was pondering this, and we don't have to sacrifice because in the world, every, there is always a solution where everybody wins. And that's something for you to look at and that you may have been thinking that you had to cut off part of you because of other people's desires and needs, quote-unquote, but just to open up and allow allow everybody to win and the solution will come. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Mary. Mary. Hi. Mm -hmm. Hi, Hi. What can we do for you? Oh, I, uh, first I wanted to say you guys are great and I've learned a lot from you. I watch you on a regular basis. Oh, thank great. you. And I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to ask for a reading, but I'd like to process the reading around I've been learning a lot about myself and been studying, you know, the laws of the universe and abundance, and it seems like the more I get involved, the worse things become. Ah. So I, I'm, like, I'm kind of confused by that, and I'm hoping uh, even through the reading maybe there will be a little bit of a clarification. Okay. Okay. Now, I think everything that we do is always based on a, a certain base belief or assumption that we have, and if we feel that we don't have the consciousness or the ability or the value to make these determinations and, and these creations and don't trust ourselves, then that's what's going to be reflected back. And it's really not all up to us. I know the whole pile of principles of law of attraction and everything, it's all of a sudden we're left here isolated or alone in the universe and we're supposed to be these powerful creators. It's like, oh my gosh, what if I mess up? The thing is, is we're much larger than our, our earth consciousness and everything is under 
control slash in power all the time, even though it looks well, like... Well, there's a flaw in the language there that's very serious because as soon as you use the word law, yeah. well, it's uh, got to be broken. That's what okay. laws are for. And I okay. that is part of what's going on here. Yeah, that's true. If it had been introduced as the axiom of, the principle of, the process of, that's a very different place in your mind. That's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Well, I think that it's almost being used to bully ourselves. It's taking oh, yeah. our spirituality into this bulliness. I mean, just yeah. the, the consciousness. Mm -hmm. So knowing that it's perfect and that you do have this spiritual component counterpart is a good idea. Mm -hmm. The first card is impression. And one thing that it shows you is that we all have our unique view of the whole and the reality. And I feel your life is getting you to say, what is my view? I could compare it to this other guy's and then see that they're not the same. And, oh, no, am I wrong or is he wrong? And what we tend to do is get in this place where we're dropping, yes, right, wrong, good, bad marbles in, in one container or another instead of experiencing who we really are. And this is a matter of choice. It's our job to say what and the universe's job to say how. I used to get confused between creating my reality and letting go and letting God, that concept. And what it is, is it's not a cause and effect universe. It's a cause and a decision universe. And trust your decisions. And the lack of trusting decisions is probably what's manifesting. Mm -hmm. And this idea of being overwhelmed when someone walks up and hands us a book and saying, now you're in charge of the universe, that can seem a little overwhelming. We are in charge of the universe, but it's not just the 3D mind that is. There's something much larger, and mm -hmm. it overrides things in this reality that we yeah. may not know of yet, just like we would stop a child from running out into traffic. We're not alone in not abandoned. If it were cause and effect, there would be no such thing as free will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I could throw a ball at you. That's the cause. It doesn't have to hit you. You could reach up and catch it. Yeah, okay, I could do we step out call? of the way. Uh, we have another? Yes. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, caller. Uh, we have another? Hello. Hi. Ah. Hi. Hi, Mary. Hi, Neville. Hi. Uh, my name is Katie. Hi, Katie. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a little nervous. Oh, uh, don't worry. Right. <laughs> it's okay to be nervous, too. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm, I'm calling because uh, I would like a reading, but I'd like a specific reading. Okay. Um, my son, Zachary, passed away um, four weeks ago. Oh. And um, I just... I had just given birth to him. Uh, he was one week old. And... Um, you gave me two wonderful readings, and actually Neville even gave me some, um, a reading of his own uh, when I was pregnant, and um, I, they were both very meaningful to me, and I was just looking for a reading for okay. my son, Zachary, and I. Okay. Okay. The cards that come here, I, I feel like there's a, a bunch of different layers that I could speak on from this, and I'm, I'm being pulled up to the really the high layers of spiritual plane now. This card says demolition. What it means is before anything new can be built, old things have to move away and, and be, be moved out of the way. And I feel like this idea of, of the sacrifice, and I'm going to use this card um, in a completely different meaning in this context, in many regards it does feel like a, a, a sacrifice for 
Zachary to leave this incarnation and for you to not have him with you anymore, but that there is a larger balancing that is happening here. And P spirits come in, and I got this a long time ago in automatic writing uh, for situations like this, that sometimes the spirit comes in to finish something, to balance something out, to connect with you on a different level, to tie up a loose end. You know, we're talking about that wheel of karma, the cause and effect. We, when we don't finish something up, we will carry it into our next life with us to, to finish it up. And I, I really feel that there was a lifetime that you've had together where you didn't get to reconnect and, and do something and to resolve something. And this is what, what this life is then in response to. Mm -hmm. And I just feel this incredible warmth and light around, around Zachary and around you mm -hmm. um, in regards to this. And if you would ever want to give me a buzz, I'd be happy to uh, go out and see if I can get some more information for you in a, in a little bit more intimate format. It would be my gift, so you could just call any time, and we'll set a time up. Thank you, Mary. Mm -hmm. And I might even call in next week with a question that I have for you guys, too. Okay. We're good. Great. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for calling. And that's where it's just so in, in, um, encouraging to know that there are larger things that we're creating There's that we may not be consciously aware things. of, and so everything's perfect within yeah. that construct. No matter how big a picture any one of us gets, there's a bigger picture than that. Yeah. And those who get the even bigger picture understand there's a bigger one than that. And even when you are God in your own universe, there's a bigger picture than that. And come to think of it, we are God in our own universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always a bigger picture. And we're picture. not alone either. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fellow gods and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The group of us. Indeed. I think we have one more person. No. Nope. Okay, we're all okay. set. Would you like to read this? Well, this coming weekend, mm -hmm. which is the 12th, um, EFT for um, self-esteem and various self-consciousness, self-esteem, uh, and you're doing past lives after that. And then on mm -hmm. the 13th, and I'm not sure if I have this one posted on the internet, but it's self-empowerment protocols. And then on the 19th and 20th, we got the all-weekend-long crystal, which is mm -hmm. really the most in-depth crystal class you're going to find, and the new moon, and consciously creating your life on the 27th, mm -hmm. and a bunch of new workshops in coming in the new year. And I, you can download some workshops from our website now, and they're mm -hmm. very, um, they're there. Just check out the workshop link, and you'll see. Yeah, the and self empowerment protocols on the 13th is the new book. Is based on Neville's new book. Yeah, and there'll be one shortly after that mm -hmm. once that gets out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I would like to um, suggest that everybody uh, come, go to sleep tonight, write on a piece of paper your intention to remember your dreams, and then interpret them. Uh, there are a lot of different techniques, and uh, one of the workshops posted for people to, uh, to mm -hmm. that is available gives some really valuable dream interpretation techniques, and your hidden language codes is also there. Yeah. And we love to hear people's dreams. So call yes. in next week. If, yes, if we will probably continue some dreams next week. So yeah, let your friends know to call this. in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's a very valuable thing. Mm -hmm. And we have about a minute left. Nope, nope. This says we've got four minutes left. So sorry. Next show is just going to have to move on because this is the real time. Mm, true enough. 
14th century technology. See, so what we're doing is we are measuring this segment of now by the distance the, the sand takes to, to fall down. And when you look at it like that, it seems so arbitrary. It seems so Sandy. unreal. Mm. Yes. And that's Granular. why the sand man visits when you go mm -hmm. to sleep. Okay. Well, I guess that's that makes the a end. Lot of sense. Do we yeah. have? It's getting close. So people can join us at Ruby Tuesdays. Yes, listen to us desire. on iTunes as well. Uh huh. And telepathictv.com. You can um, do free readings with my cards and psychic development game. I'm getting ready mm -hmm. to post some remote view stuff. And find out all of the things that we do. It's and our joint honor to take up. you to the door. And you're going through it, and you know it. <laughs>